Welcome to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie, and we are so glad that you're here to join us today. And we're kind of excited to talk to you about something that is really close to Carrie and I, uh, and it's one of the things that's really helped us stay excited about being in the industry. And it's more than just working with kiddos and getting all those exciting hugs and snuggles. It's about helping others be the best they can be in the industry. Carrie, what is it that you love to do now and also kept you from being burned out? Yeah, I mean, I love training. I loved training my staff. I am a huge believer in hiring for culture fit and training for skill. So I started training people when I was 22 or 23. And I have trained since that time until this time. I'm not doing any math. I refuse. Um, I love math, but not that math. (laughs) And I think being a trainer is one of the best things for a director to do because Yes, we train our staff, but sometimes they don't listen to us. And when we train at a conference or we have a training that is open to the public, the fact that other people are like, oh my gosh, you are so smart. You, I've never looked at it from that way. Da, 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 helps our morale, <laughs> helps us to feel like we do know what we're talking about. We're not crazy people. Even if our staff are looking at us like, what? Like, it matters whether the art project is process-based versus product-based. And you do it at a training and everybody's like, I never thought of it from that perspective. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm not crazy. Okay. So I just want to put this into a little bit of perspective. So another way to look at training is, yes, it is an awesome thing to do because it does help build the professionalism if you're a director especially if you're a young director, it helps to, to give you that um, self-esteem. Like the, the, yeah. The, your staff see you in a different light. The parents get to see you in a different light because all of a sudden other people view you as a content expert, right? You're the subject matter expert. And that's exactly why you're the director of the program to begin with. I also love to look at it from, well, the numbers point of view. Let's be realistic. One of your biggest expenses outside of marketing is probably staff training and development. What a great way to get quality training for your staff by being the trainer and treating it like a training that you might do for other people. And even better, I loved your suggestion, opening it up to other people. So opening it up to other programs in your community. This gives you an opportunity to go, hey, look, I'm doing training. I'm opening it up to other people. The other people can pay you. Your staff have to be there anyway. So now what used to be an expense in your budget can now actually be an income source in your budget. Yeah. And if you're you're trained, hang on, there are more free trainings available now than there have ever been in the past. And so I've heard some people be like, well, I thought I wanted to be a trainer, but now you can't get paid doing that because everybody can get free training. But that is not our experience. (laughs) We continue to get paid as trainers because yes, there is free training out there, but most of it is offered online 
And not everyone learns well that way. Most people don't learn the best that way. Um, And even if all of the training in your neck of the woods is free, somebody is paying people to create that training. So we sometimes go to present at places where the attendees didn't pay anything, but we walked away with a decent hunk of change because we were hired by the agency, by the nonprofit, by the organization to come in and do the training. Yes, your center may not have had to pay for it, but somebody had to pay us. Um, Kate and I love you. And we do this podcast for free. We do the Thursday mini trainings over on our Facebook group, Child Care Conversations for free. But we don't do our hour, two hour, four hour, six hour trainings for free. (laughs) Okay. So if I'm a director and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm going, I barely like to do one-on-one conversations. The last thing I can imagine doing is training my staff, like getting in front of a group of people, training my staff. I don't even know where to start. Or maybe I'm perfectly comfortable talking to people, but I've never created a training. What should I do? Where should I start? And and what else do I need to know? Like, this just seems like it's an awful lot of paperwork and an awful lot of stuff to do. I think it's a lot of paperwork. Um, so Texas and many other states have a trainer registry of some kind. And yes, there is some paperwork to do that. But the first step is actually to go to some sort of train the trainer class, which is why Texas Director offers them twice a year, um, so that people can learn how to apply what they know about running a classroom for small humans and translate it into how do I run a classroom for large humans? (laughs) Because if you were a classroom teacher, you already know how to present information and make it entertaining. It's just how do I change my audience from three-year-olds to 40-year-olds? Or okay, 20- so so if I take this train the trainer, is it going to help me like figure out what to talk about? What actually happens in a, in a train the trainer course? I mean, it depends on the train the trainer course. The first one I went to <laughs> um, spent about half the time talking about how to decorate the classroom and what to have on the tables. Um, So that was not particularly helpful to me, (laughs) but it might have been to somebody who had never done any training, um, had never like worked in a classroom and hadn't learned about setting up the environment for learning. So in my first train, the trainer, half of it was about setting up the environment for learning. That wasn't important to me. But again, if you've never set up an environment for learning, that's a huge deal. A good training for trainers will start off by finding out where everybody is, (laughs) where they are on their journey through um, training, and they will help you brainstorm at least three topics uh, that you could train on, and they'll give you some classroom. I don't know. What else? What I mean, you have been to a bunch too. What have you seen in different train the trainers? So I think one thing that's really, really important, and if you haven't been through our director course, because I'm not going to presume that everybody who listens to our podcast has ever taken a training with us, 
But to me, one of the very first things that's really important as a trainer is to understand the different types of learning and know where I am personally. Am I visual, visual, auditory, auditory or kinetic, right? What's my VAC, right? Visual, auditory or kinetic learner. Because if you understand those concepts and then go, oh, I need to include all of those in a learning setting. Okay. I, that that's something good to know. Because again, we've all been through that training that you're like, okay, this could have been an email, that could have been a book, I could have read it, because those pieces and parts are missing. And so if you don't have the kinetic piece, if you don't have the auditory and visual piece, if you don't have something that people remember, um, it's really, really hard. We love to play. So if you've not ever seen Carrie and I in person, you know, um, you've probably missed probably something that was a little entertaining. Uh, if you like listening to our podcast, you probably like a little bit of our banter. Uh, you know, we've known each other for a little while. And um, only like 50 some years. It's fine. So we really enjoy that. And we have the ability to play off of each other, which not everybody does, right? So a lot of trainers don't train in pairs uh, and definitely don't train in pairs regularly. So don't think that if you've seen us, that that's how that has to be. This is not necessarily also a one woman or one person stand-up routine. You don't have to have your trainings memorized. So a lot of times being human, making those mistakes, same things that maybe um, your counterpart was not expecting and people getting to watch their face. No, what you're talking about. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Absolutely no idea. And so, you know, we want to make sure that if you're listening to this recording and you're thinking, okay, maybe, why the maybe, right? So we've already talked about it's an opportunity for you to make some revenue. It's an opportunity for you to increase your professionalism because you are viewed as a subject matter expert. Personally, we think it's fun, but I also know that for a lot of directors, this is an opportunity for them to stay in the field, to get outside of their box, to go to a conference with a whole different perspective and they get to stay energized because if you've been in the field for even five years and you've been doing your 30 hours a year, you've sat through 150 hours as a director. Forget if you were ever a teacher, right? So here you are thinking it's another year, it's another training. And if you go as a trainer, you're listening to trainers from a different point of view, you're writing different types of notes, and you get to stay energized and you get to be excited about staying in the industry and realizing that you've got value, that you have knowledge that you need to share with the next generation. Carrie, what would be something that you would tell somebody who's thinking about being a trainer or even if it's just an internal trainer, how they need to start, where they need to start, why they need to start? I mean, how they need to start is, like I said, taking that train the trainer course. Why do they, you know, I mean, and start with a friendly audience. <laughs> start with people who are going to be receptive. If you've never done any training, do not start with a group of middle school boys. This is not where you start your first training, right? We start with a group of friends or an organization that desperately wants in-person training. So they're going to be a little bit more forgiving of you because the first time you do it, you're going to mess some stuff up. I don't know what I messed up the first time. I don't have a memory that long. I don't, it's been a long time. 
I'm sure there were a lot of ums and ahs and a lot of touching my face and things like that, that I did early on that I've gotten better about over 20 some odd years. Is that right? 30 some odd, I don't know, a long time. Um, really, if you think that you're starting to get a little burned out with directing and you need something to reinvigorate yourself, this is a great way to reinvigorate yourself. Find a train the trainer and go out and do it. Do one. It can be for four people the first time you do it. It's okay. Go out and do the thing. So the next thing I would just, I'd like us to just wrap this up with something to think about. Although we're talking about being a trainer of trainers or taking train the trainer courses and training for your staff, remember that you can also become a subject matter expert for the parents. So another great way to build your credibility in the community, do a lot of marketing of your program and yourself if you're the, the face of your program and to really help people understand why your program is to start to become the parent educator of the community and, you know, offer regular trainings every two weeks on every kind of parent issue. And this gives oh, you... Yeah. This gives you a great opportunity, again, to create a revenue source, to do some marketing for your program. And it's okay if it's not directed at your staff. And what you really want to do is educate the parents, depending on your community. So hopefully we've given you some ideas. I'm going to let Carrie kind of close us out, and we look forward to seeing you again. So if this was at all interesting to you, we have a Train the Trainer class coming up on the 22nd of July. We will have another one at the new year. <laughs> and we would encourage you to go to texasdirector.org or send us an email at Carrie or Kate at Texas Director and let us know that you're interested. If you want to sign up for the class that's coming up this next weekend, great. We'd love to have you. We can take one or two more people, but only one or two more people. And let's make this happen. Let's go out and share the wonder of all the things you know with other people. I think Kate is 100% right. Training parents in your community is an excellent way to go. And there is a lot to be said for training staff, training parents, training the general public. It is an amazing and very rewarding thing because people will tell you, wow, I love what you had to say. I come away from every conference or almost every conference with a whole new level of confidence in my abilities because of the feedback I get from other people. And this is an easy way to fill your cup. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.